Welcome to Unclean and Mostly Sober, a family podcast that lacks that family-friendly feeling from a family that's lived it, where we delve into the world of addiction from the point of view of both the addicts and the loved ones they've affected. Come listen to some stories from the street filled with drug use, debauchery, and the preposterous lives of addicts. We hope to entertain you with these stories, and we hope to educate ourselves, and who knows, maybe even you along the way. We make no promises to be socially responsible, politically correct, or sensitive to your views or feelings. But if by some chance we help someone in even the most insignificant of ways, it may just be the best thing we've ever done with our lives. So shut the hell up. Let us feel good about ourselves, damn it. All right, guys. Um, so we weren't even expecting to do a second op- episode this time with Jeremy, but uh, after we stopped the first recording, uh, Kevin brought up a couple points. He's like, oh, what the fuck? I didn't even get to bring this and this up. So uh, with that, I'll let Kevin open this episode. So, I mean, there are some things that, uh, you know, I wanted to ask Jeremy, and I didn't want to bring it up while we were recording the first part of this episode because it's... It's definitely some some heavy shit, some stuff that, you know, some people, you know, may not want to talk about. So I wanted to talk to Jeremy after we were recording to make sure it was okay that we talked about. Um, He's good with it. So here we are. We're going to record another episode with Jeremy and talk about some heavy shit and, you know, just get into it from there. Um, So what's the first one you want to talk about? The one, the situation with his dad? All right. So, you know, what I was asking about, you know, Jeremy had, you know, a tough time and I think a lot of this is more related to alcohol than drug use or anything like that um, again we did a lot of partying when we were kids and younger and um, yeah we'll start off we'll start off with the time when you were at your dad's because I remember this one right scared the fucking shit out of me I mean it scared me to death when you told me what you did and you know, I'll just let you tell the story. So, but this well, just to it, give it a little sorry, just to give it a little bit of backdrop. This kind of plays into the mental health. Yeah, mental health and what we started the last episode with talking about the psyche of growing up with addicts in your lives. Right. I'm pretty sure this has a big to do with his dad. So, well, yeah, uh, it relates to mental health. Um, you know, if if you're drinking. And you're depressed. It's it's just a bad combination. Um, and there was one night uh, I was drunk, and you know I was contemplating suicide. And I how actually old, how old were you at the time? Seventeen uh, ish, right okay. around there. So your parents had already divorced, right? Yeah, because his, um, he was at his dad's, or ended up at your dad's anyway. Ended in up there. Ended yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, so one night, I, I decided to try to off myself, and I took a massive amount of pills, just over-the-counter, just aspirin, some other stuff I can't remember. But I remember taking them and falling asleep, and I woke up throughout the night, you know, throwing, throwing up in, intensely. And the next morning... Uh, my mom woke me up for school, and she thought I was using heroin because I was I was just out of it. I was gone. Um, I I didn't know left from right. I it was kind of like a dream. Um, 
So she called my dad, and my dad came and picked me up, and I went and spent the weekend over there. Um, but I, I think taking all those pills at one time definitely caused some damage, like long-term damage. Um, because, I, I mean, I was just out of it the whole weekend. Um, I remember sitting in the living room with my dad. We're sitting there watching TV, and... All of a sudden, I just, you know how you make the, the, the phone sign with your hand when you put it up to your ear? Pinky yeah. and thumb. Yeah, thumb and pinky, I, yeah. I literally thought I was talking on the phone with our friend Will, and I'm sitting there having a conversation with my hand. My dad looks over at me, and he's like, what the hell are you doing? And I snapped too. And I was just like, oh, I was just talking about the movie. And that same weekend, we went to the Army-Navy game, and I mean, this was like a full day and a half after, you know, I took all the pills and the whole time I was just still out of it. Like I barely remember anything. It, it's just a haze. Do so you, do you remember what took place leading? What, what led you to do that? What, what were, what were you thinking about that made you want to? Like, how did you get that low to the yeah. point you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to try to end and this was, shit now. Was there a particular event, you know, the day before, maybe the week leading up to saying, you know what, fuck it, I've got to end this. And when he says he took yeah. a lot, I remember him telling me he took like, fuck, it was damn near a full bottle of like all the shit. It was like 30, 40 pills. It was like pills, two like a fucking, full bottles yeah. of aspirin, something else, I, yeah, I so forget. Something, a ridiculous amount. Yeah. Um, Not sure exactly. I, I can't recall. But, I mean, I, I think I do have low self-esteem issues growing up. Um, you know, my, my dad constantly beat me down still, instead of building me up. Yeah. It's... It probably didn't help that you had asshole friends that <laughs> all we do is talk shit on each other. Yeah, I, you, you guys were the main reason. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but we were always there for you. Yeah. To bring you back up. And remind um, you really are ugly. So. But... <laughs> What I'm getting at is, you know, alcohol is acceptable, but if you're going through any kind of depression, low self-esteem, you know, if you do drink, you know, monitor yourself. Don't get wasted because that's moderation. Yeah, I mean, it it comes out when when you get obliterated, you know. It, well, alcohol is a depressant and a, right. an amplifier. I mean, it's. You know, right. it, it takes the worst part of you and just makes it Amplifies that much, it yeah, yeah. Makes that much bigger. Yeah, and and the advice you're giving right now <laughs> is coming from someone who still drinks. You you know, you're not. Yeah, you've never really. Maybe you should have in the past. You know, especially hearing some of these stories now. But you've never reached a point where you felt you needed uh, treatment. So I should have. The, the advice you're I giving is to someone you're talking about. <clears throat> If you do drink, you know, like, like you said, do it in moderation. But, you know, to probably a good portion of the people that are listening, they can't drink in moderation. You know, the yeah. addiction is such a problem that that's that's probably poor advice for certain people. So we're not we're not telling you. You can drink. Yeah, just drink go ahead. Drink bit. just do yeah. a little bit. Because, yeah, no, that's, you know, for some people, obviously, that's not possible. But by the age of 14, I mean, me and an, another friend of mine, we were just pounding handles of Bacardi. 14 years old during school nights. I mean, so yeah, we, we had a discussion on this early episode talking about how, how much earlier 
most of this group anyway have had to get used to the reality that drugs and alcohol were going to be just a part of our lives dude i remember mm-hmm. i remember me and jeremy used to just walk around the streets like we would get a 750 of captain morgan literally just go shot for shot until that thing was gone 20 30 minutes later Makes i remember sick to my stomach even, thinking even before yeah. captain morgan remember we were at the early on stages it was Bacardi Bacardi Lamont. 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 Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> just thinking about that shit makes me want to puke yeah. Yeah. that was the bacardi Lamont. there was the hennessy but a Oof. lot of the the irk and jerk yeah E&J. yep <laughs> bsop but uh, yeah, there was definitely a lot of Captain Morgan nights. Mm-hmm. And I, dude, I can't even drink that shit now. Like it puts razor blades in my liver when I drink that shit. But yeah, I mean, right. we were how young, and that's what we used to do every day. Like just walk the streets and just get wasted. Yeah, yeah. Smoke, but, uh... do any kind of drug we kind of get our hands on, like in the mix. It's funny how growing up in a neighborhood like that just kind of emboldens you to just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I, mean, I can remember just Everybody literally <laughs> broad, broad It was daylight. normal. Yeah, I mean, we're talking 2 o'clock in the afternoon when we should be in school, walking down the street, smoking a blunt, drinking, you know, whatever, passing it as we're walking in front of all of our neighbor's house, not giving a fuck. I mean, I just, can you imagine, like, I, if our kids did that shit now? Fucking kill them. Holy how, how fuck. Often, yeah, but, well, and, you know... I, we thought this was a good thing, obviously growing up there, but there was never cops in there. I mean, it it, it was very not, rare. unless you know call, unless the cops were called. Yeah, the cops yeah. didn't really I mean, patrol you, that neighborhood. You There's, literally had to run a car into someone's house or shoot somebody for a cop to show up in our neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. There's this one time uh, we were talking about the court, you know, basketball court earlier. Unless death court. There, for- there was one day we were down there drinking. Uh, I think it was me, Kevin, and all our friends and cop just rolled up stopped everybody ran there was probably about 10 kids down there <laughs> everybody just. ran except for three of us and the cop just walks down he's like look you know i can't stop you guys from drinking just be honest with me do you have anything on you and, and he ended up letting us go i mean he's probably like oh these kids are from rp no help <laughs> there's no <laughs> help them. just leave them in their <laughs> shit he was looking he's he's looking for weed for himself he's yeah. like hey, what do you got yeah, all right, yeah, you can go. Yeah, we we've mentioned a few times in this show RP, and hopefully, we, like we've said before, hopefully a lot of listeners outside of Wilmington, Delaware, start listening to this. Oh yeah, I forgot. RP is just a stupid nickname that. Well, it was the, just lazy talk. Yeah, our, our neighborhood Park. was Richardson Park. We grew up yeah. in Wilmington, Delaware, in a neighborhood I, called Richardson Park. I spent twenty years growing up in that place, and telling myself when I leave, I'm never coming back. And now you live there. I left, met a girl, and moved right back in there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember RPVS? Oh, yeah, yeah. No. The, well, this kind of started with me and kind of with me and Jeremy's generation. Richardson a, Park Vandalism Squad. The Vandal Squad. Vandal Squad. <laughs> God. <laughs> just going all over, just graffiti yeah. everywhere. and Because like, they actually started a website where you could be on this website, like featured on this website, put some graffiti on the wall, and there you go. You're on this website, like... <laughs> so yeah, started this whole thing where we just put and I remember Jer- Jeremy took that more serious than every uh, anybody extremely to the point to where Jeremy to this day his, his handwriting, handwriting is, is graffiti. graffiti. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his handwriting still matches his graffiti. It's, it's funny because his handwriting is fucking meticulous. It's like it's super perfect. curly. It's yeah, it's very beautiful. Many <laughs> many people like even at work like you know our Dan just other people at work see the handwriting like. 
That is the girliest, most perfect shit uh, yeah, I've ever seen. I get seen. made fun of it <laughs> everywhere I go. That's you should. Awesome. My, my current employer, uh, my boss makes fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right, well, back to um, the topic there. Uh, so that that was the first. That, that uh, was the first time. Well, was, that, was, that the fir- um, was that the first time ever in your life you tried? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it, um, how did that weekend end? I mean, did just you come down off of everything? and I, I finally came down off everything, and my dad dropped me back off my mom's. and Like the effects finally just kind of subsided? T- I'm telling you, there, there had to be some kind of long-term damage. Because um, you're still... I was having conversations I'm, I, with I'm Will. I'm pretty or? sure I was borderline, you know, I was I was on the line of death and life, and there's I, no I, doubt I made it past. And um, yet a second time, Thankfully. uh, I want to say it was right after my dad died. It, it was close. It, it was. But we talking it was about, it was within a year of your dad dying. Yeah. Are we talking um, about the time we talked about a little bit ago? At the apartment. This was a brutal um, fucking night. All right, so hold on. Back Very back brutal. up real quick. The listeners don't know what we're talking about. Um, so when you say at the apartment, uh, Jeremy's older brother, Steve, and me, Dave, we had our own apartment. We were... Which we, was the party house. Yeah, we, we talked about this Every in previous night. episodes, that we were the first people that had our own place. <clears throat> we were 18 with our own apartment, which we, was fucking bad news. We finally had a place where we could just go and get fucked up. Just do whatever the fuck we wanted. And no and one did. And, and what's crazy is no one ever gave a shit. No one called the cops. I mean, uh, we had... neighborhood? No. It was a small two-bedroom apartment, and we used to stuff 50 people at a time in that with two kegs and fucking kick those kegs in one night. Keg stands. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was it was ridiculous, and no one ever called the cops. Oh, we had the there. keg party the one night. Cops came, gave us all citations, and just left us there. They're like... The cops just came, gave nobody breathalyzers, you know, gave us all these citations. All right, you got to show up at court this day, but left us all these kids there with these two kegs. We're like, okay, we're gonna keep yeah. fucking partying. We yeah, already got, it. we already got fucking charged for it, so yeah. let's fucking party. Yeah. Well, are we gonna give us double jeopardy? And we end up getting them. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, but either way, I'm not, I'm not trying to justify that. You know that that apartment was like a. It, it was great for me and Steve because we felt like we were adults, you know, but fuck, we were just Far still kids. That, that, Far that, from yeah, it. that apartment yeah. was maybe one of the worst things that ever happened to us. But, <laughs> and then, then one of the best things that ever happened to us. But All right, so getting back good, to Jeremy's yeah, yeah. story. Except was, for this night. Yeah, there was one night in particular. Uh, again, a lot, a lot of drinking involved. We were all just getting fucked up and you know, let Jeremy take it from there. Well, it was, I think I was 18. And I just pounded a, what do you call him, a fifth? The 750. I think it was Captain Morgan. And I drank it all at once. All, you know, I was like, hey, guys, watch this. And I just pounded it. And Brilliant. You know, yeah, and all of us were like, fuck. Night's going <laughs> to be a fucking night. With night's over. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, much of that night, I don't remember either. Um, we do. You don't um, say. Like, we we were just outside talking about this before the episode. You said I punched you in the face. Yeah. So so you, I don't remember. I mean, obviously, we were all fucked up too. So it's a little blurry. But I do remember you just you had a complete meltdown. You freaked out. You were going absolutely nuts. You Eat were just kind of yeah. You just had one of your drunken meltdowns. And at one point, there was a few of us that had you pinned up against the wall trying to calm you down because you were trying to fight everybody in the house. And you punched me in the face, which, like you said, which payback from years ago when I punched you in the face and your brother broke it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so you punched me in the face. See, and I, can, I can laugh about it now because 
I, I know how to handle my alcohol. I really limit myself. I, I don't fucking go crazy. Right. You know. Says the alcoholic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, all right. So, we like I said, we, a couple of us had you pinned against the wall, trying to calm you down, and you punched me in the face. And before I even had a chance to react, Kevin out of nowhere was like fucking superhero comes up. And was like, <laughs> How dare you punch my brother? Damn, why you got to make me sound like that? Though? <laughs> really? No, I was I was never prouder of you. I mean, you came up and defended your older brother and came up and then Kevin just wailed off on you. And Kevin hit you like five times in the face and was like, you don't fucking hit my brother and just started fucking wailing you as we're holding you against the wall. So it was completely unfair. You're just getting pummeled by Kevin as we're holding you against the wall. And that was, I think... And, and in Richardson Park, that was a fair fight. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, I think that kind of set you off even further, and then it's you... because I don't remember that shit either. Well, <laughs> what so, happened next was I darted out yeah. of the apartment. That, yeah. Um, and I just ran towards the Ellesmere Bridge, and who followed me? So, this is a bridge that... I, I did. A few of us did, yeah. This is a bridge that separated Richardson Park and Ellesmere. It didn't so much as separate as... Made it a little easier for everybody to get one spot to the other. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a bridge that crossed a railroad. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was, was it was it probably it's probably a good enough. 60, 70 feet high. It's, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it's it's high enough to do some damage well, if you were to jump off yeah. of it. Yes. All right, let's let him so, get back to the story. My drunk ass, you know, I was obliterated. I I was running. I'm like, oh, I just I was running. You know, I just. I couldn't believe I just did all this to my best friends. And so I was like, fuck it. You know, let's, let's end it. I fucking ran to the bridge. And there was this fence um, that I crawled. I, I climbed onto the other side and was getting ready to jump. Um, and I, I forget exactly who, who all chased me out there. But um, you guys were talking to me. Um, the cops came out. Your mom came out. We called your mom. My mom out. was there. Yeah. My my mom was actually on the other side of the fence talking to me. Um, and true, God see, bless her like, soul. Yeah, I feel like I your put, mom was pivotal that night. I put her through so much shit, especially that night. And speaking of which, um, has she been listening to this? Uh, I told her about it. Um, okay. But she, yeah. Um, but I remember they actually, the cops shut down the whole bridge. Yep. yep. Yeah, there's. Shit was. I guess insane. Uh, a negotiator trying to talk me down. Um, and they he, they obviously kicked us off the bridge. It's like we're all fucking drunk. I'm pretty sure we probably took off before. Yeah. Um, but I I remember the only thing that saved me that night was I had this little necklace. It was a little wooden cross, and I hung it on the fence because I didn't want to be reminded. On my faith, while well, I did, you know, try to commit suicide, and finally I, I looked at it, and I just said, "What the fuck am I doing?" You know, and I climbed down. You know, the cops put me in an ambulance and took me to what's it called, Rockford? Yep. Yeah, it's been a week there. Rockford's been discussed a few times. Yeah. Yeah, they're, so, they're getting a lot of free publicity on sure our show. Are. <laughs> Start charging them. I'm not sure it's the best publicity, but so how long yeah. were you on that side the the wrong side of the fence there? I think it was a good half an hour. It was, it was a while. It was a it, while. Yeah, man. maybe longer than that. And I say I we probably took off for the cops get, got there, but that's not true because I remember seeing. No, yeah, we didn't take I off. They, no, you were right. The they, no, they kicked us. Down. They kicked us off the bridge. Right. I think everyone but Julie 
Yeah. Everyone but Jeremy's mom got kicked off the bridge. Yeah. Um, and we were basically all just sitting back at my apartment, just like, what the fuck? What is going on? Like, you know, like how, how do we, what do we do about this? You so know, there's, so, there's not a ledge there. Were you standing on, standing on the top of the barrier? That there was like a fence? barrier. Yeah. And, on, and the fence, the fence is like on top of it. Yeah. yeah on so top of it. He was basically so you, standing on the edge of the barrier, the concrete barrier yes. with probably three inches where his heels are just standing on the concrete. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, no, so no, drunk as like, drunk as hell, fifty feet above the ground with no net or nothing. I mean, that's yeah. That's yeah I mean, at, even yeah, if I he mean, didn't, if, even if he decided not to do it, one could have just yeah. slid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, if I lost my grip, I was dead. If I did decide to do it, I mean, the, it was a far enough drop to where there, you weren't surviving. You weren't surviving that. Wait, yeah. I think you did specify this before this story started, um, but I might have missed it. You say your dad was still alive or he had just passed away? A, a year I, I after. I think he had just passed. It okay. was this was very a, recent. Yeah, this was the same year that, that your dad passed. So your dad had passed in 2002. This was 2002. So obviously he's gone through a lot of shit anyway. But So those are the two times that we all know about, at least. Were there any other times? There, there was another one. I'm, I'm pretty sure I told you guys this story. It was actually before <clears throat> the bridge incident. I was actually um, living with my dad at the time. Uh, my mom finally had enough of my shit. Shipped me off to my dad. She, she told him, I can't handle this little fucker anymore. You take him. And um, that, that was the summer when I was arrested three times for underage consumption the same summer. Not to mention how many times I, you know, the cops just took me home you know, without charging me with anything. Um, yeah, I, I went out one night and got drunk. My friends got arrested again for unerased consumption. So my dad came and picked me up from troop six. Uh, we get back to his house on Vandeveer street. Uh, yeah, no, 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 Van Buren. I'm sorry. And he had a gun case, um, set up in my room. So, okay. you know, I, I was drunk. And I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, that this life sucks, this and that. And I, I loaded the shotgun, cocked it, pulled the trigger, and nothing happened. Holy fuck. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't know this story, dude. I actually did. Yeah. I. It was loaded right. I, I know how to load a gun. I, I, you know, I've shot shotguns before. I cocked it. I put, put it in the chamber, pulled the trigger, and nothing happened. And my dad actually came up and caught me with the gun in my head and came over, grabbed the gun from me and grabbed me, put me in like a bear hug from behind. He, you know, and my drunk ass was arguing with him and I just used all my might and backed him, like threw him back into the gun case and, Supposedly, all the glass like cut up his back really bad, and I just ran out of house, ran to my mom's, and that was the last one of the last times I saw my dad. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, yeah. I knew. I remember a story that you said you got into an altercation with your dad, where I don't know, maybe this is it, where you kind of alluded to where it seemed like you had fought your dad. <clears throat> yeah, that that that's it. See, I never knew the rest of that story. I just yeah. thought that you got into some shit with your dad and got into a fist fight with him. 
Well, I didn't know that fucking part. I think I've yeah. kind of blacked that story out, dude. It's crazy because I, I know that I know that story. You told me that story, and it's crazy that I've kind of just, like, blacked that shit out. Yeah, I should be dead. I mean, because that shotgun was loaded correctly, and I pulled the trigger. And I, I don't know. God Divine intervention? Yep. Just wasn't ready for you to go yet. We needed KD. Yep. I, I got to tell you, this, this show is... Uh, Bringing up a for lot a loop. of shit. Fuck. Bringing up a <laughs> lot of it's shit. It's crazy man. how much shit is being, like you said, being drummed up from the past that either we just blacked out or didn't know and is just kind of throwing us for a loop. And Well, here it, we are. When we ask people to divulge their lowest points in life, their their deepest secrets, shit's going to happen, man. Where yeah. It just... And, and this goes back to... What we've been talking about, you know, like this is, we're not even talking about a recovering addict. This is our best friend, Jeremy, who has never really had. Grew up with addicts, but not. Yeah. yeah. And and this is just, just to kind of drive the point home for any addicts out there. Like, like Larry was saying during his episode, you know, you got to treat mental health and addiction at the same time, because if you're not right in the head. You know, it, it it's going to lead to other shit. And especially yeah. with addicts, it's going to lead them back to relapsing. But but this, I, th- I feel like, is um, maybe something to learn from for addicts. I mean, just, just to think about how much damage this caused you. That's what I was going to say. Know how much damage. All right, so if you have kids, even if you're younger and have young kids, just know how much damage this shit can do to your kids, your siblings, your parents. Right. It, it causes so much damage all around you. Some that you may not even know exist. You think, you know, maybe you're just hurting yourself. Yeah, fuck it. I'm just doing this myself. Who needs me? Whatever. It's It affects so right. many more people than just yourself. Yeah, everything yeah. you do has a ripple effect. Yeah, and and this is the type of damage that is irreversible. I mean, you just you you can't come back from it. Um, fuck. Yeah. And that's it. You can get. So, better. and I, I'd ask I asked Christy this uh, on one of the episodes she was on that you know when you when you have a kid, how do you, I mean how do you as an addict? I, I don't. It, it's hard for me to comprehend making that decision to use instead of doing what's right for the child. I mean, to, and, and I, I know, you know, and, and Kevin and Kelly both said, you don't think about it. I mean, it you're doesn't only, matter if you're you hurting, know, but you that, just want to get normal. You okay. know, I got to give I credit to, to Kelly when, um, when she got out of prison the first time she was, she was clean and sober for about a year and a half, but she started using again and I got to give credit to her because she told me she was like, "Look, you gotta take Katie full time. I can't do it." So I mean, a, a lot of addicts don't actually, have that fallback well, person. We, we credit I do, her. I do remember we credit that. her honesty. But yeah. Kelly has always kind of been very open. Like we've said many times, she's mm-hmm. always kind of been open and you know told you what was going on. Um, not saying we support that decision by any means, you know, because <laughs> she was she was fucking up again. She was putting her family through shit. Again, we have been through this cycle with Kelly countless times, and it you know she knows it's this is not a secret to her, and no offense to her, it's just she has put our entire family through this. She has put your family now through this, which we're all family, but you, you know what I mean. She's put us through this so many times now. It's 
it's almost become the norm. You know, I've had a conversation with somebody close to me recently about what if this happens again? What if, you know, one of your sisters or one of your siblings falls off the wagon again? How, you know, is this going to affect our relationship? Is it? And I said, it, it's it's not because we've been dealing with this so long. It And I don't mean to sound cold when I say this, but we almost expect it. Am I lying when I say that? No, and not even only almost expect it. What we were talking about last episode with Jeremy about cutting somebody off, it's almost like not only do we expect it, we can turn it off just like that. Like, all right, done. She is she or he or whoever is just not part of the life right now. They're done. Yeah, it's a defense mechanism. It it is, and that's another thing that we've kind of uh, kind of been talking about. You know, gotten to argument because our family we we use humor. As a defense mechanism, that's that's just what we do. You know, something serious happens, or you know, some heavy shit, and we maybe crack a joke or whatever it is. But we use humor as defense. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not the best way. You know, maybe we should be dealing about it. You know, other ways. But so what it, you're saying it, is, we're really just sad, sad little men. We're not actually funny. Yeah, exactly. No. Damn it! Fuck. We thought we were, but I guess my career in professional com- uh, comedian. But no, we never thought you were that funny anyway. I know. But no, seriously, and look, God knows we hope Kelly now has, you know, Kelly has another child now. She has a second child. Um, we hope to hell that Technically she does. Technically a third child. Her first she gave up for adoption. Yes, sorry. So we hope to hell that she does stay on this this clean path because she's doing really well right now. She has, you know, a solid partner in her life right now that's helping her, you know, with everything in her life, raise her son, raise her kids, and stay clean just you know like christy is at another level she's been clean for you know how many six years, years now i think, I think six or seven years now since yeah going on seven years since 2012 so and it it's crazy but it's kind of taken all six or seven of those years for us and jeremy jeremy knows he's been right here with us mm-hmm. like he knows it takes at least that long for us to finally say shit i'm proud of you like, yeah. it's, it's been you a know, long way. But Kelly is still very fresh. Like, we're proud of her for where she is right now. It's been a year, a little over a year now, clean. But it's like, we have been here many so times I, with I think you. I think this kind of goes back to what you were talking about with Kelly and her openness. I feel like we've always treated Kelly differently in her sobriety than we did Christy. You did. Because Christy, no because Christy kept her shit to herself. Yes. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It was just always that Kelly was so open about everything. She wasn't afraid to tell you the truth. Even wh- like you said, while she was getting high, there, was able to be honest enough and say, look, you got to keep Katie away from me. I'm getting high. And, and was, that was, that, that was the was, difference between them two. They, you know, Christy, it's really three different levels with our siblings, though. I mean, there's Kelly, who's completely open about everything. There's Christy, who is not really open about anything, and maybe really, I don't want to say lied, but was not truthful about a lot of things. And then there was Steven, who obviously was just beyond a whole different level on everything. I mean, just yeah. he was not honest about a lot of stuff. Yep. But so, as we found out with Christy, she has been the one that, through her sobriety, has found probably the best path. Yes. The, the most realistic path to sobriety. And so staying sober. This, yeah. uh, so this kind of, 
and how we've forgiven our siblings for their transgressions, for for their addictions and everything else, what they've done. I, I've what, this goes to Jeremy. Why have why have we all? And maybe it's the character that he was. Why we all accepted Steve so readily, so easily after he's kicked it? Because Steve has been the fucking man for so long. <laughs> I, thought, I, I don't know. <laughs> and that was and that's what I said. That, I mean, that's it, true. Maybe it's maybe that, it's his preview. We've we've all kind of said, "Oh, Steve, you're clean. All right, good. Welcome back." Yeah, yeah. But you know what? In all reality, I mean, have we? Because Steve still hasn't been back to my house yet. You, you know, know, I mean, we I, I've been it's open. Not like, I, yeah, we don't. I've talk hung out with him time. a couple times, but it's it's not like it used to be. I have. Uh, but well, you're his brother I, too. I I ask him. I'm like, "How you doing, man? You, you know, you yeah. good?" And. As long as he's Steve, good, man, I'm, and I, hope, I want him in my life. Does Steve Steve listen to the show? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he he's does. listening. Yeah. Yes. You know, as he's listening, you know, I hope he knows that. We love you. You know, obviously, that that's goes without saying. But, dude, we're, you know, we're here for you, obviously. And I, I just hope that he is still, you know, while he's sober, I hope he's doing this shit for himself right now. hope he yeah. takes what we've been talking about on this show from the get-go, like, well, Dude, you have to do this for yourself. Yeah, there's all of us who have, and I hate to say, but you know, have kind of relied on you for certain things over the years. Whatever, you've kind of always just been the man. You've been no our pressure. fucking rock in this relationship and in, in, our, in group our group of friends. Yeah. Now be there. We'll be there for you. You need. Yeah, anything? please know we what, will always be there for you. But you got to do this for yourself, brother. What What he's got to do, or any recovering addict for that matter, is surround yourself with people. You know who aren't trying to recover too. You know it, you are the company you keep. Um, People, places, and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just that's a big one. Larry touched on. Yeah, yeah. like Larry was saying, don't um make friends in rehab. Yeah, you know, and like you're like Christy. The relationships. When she got in a relationship with Travis from rehab, we all we knew all like, knew. Fuck. Oh, this is fucked. Yeah, yeah. This is this and, is volatile I mean, from day one. We you know, know where it, this is going. It it actually lasted what a year and a half. Oh uh, well, it no, longer, than, longer that. than that. It yeah. was longer yeah. than that. Yeah, they had, they had two kids. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was longer than that. But all right, so we talked. We should have touched on this one. Christy was here, but you just brought Travis up. Do you guys know the retarded story of what he asked for me the one time? No, no. All right, so you just dropped the R. Yeah, it's twice you've done that. So insensitive. You're horrible. I know. Uh, he, Travis, for those who don't know, is a very skinny guy, uh, maybe five nine, my height. It's not not a big guy by any means. I'm a larger fella, same height as him, but you know, got him by about a hundred pounds. Base of this rock easily. <laughs> so, and I've I've got. Pretty much catcher's gloves for hands. I mean, it just mitts. Got the bear yeah, I, was, I was just talking about your fucking hands the other day. All right, let's They're not digress. Sausage. Okay, yeah. Uh, sausage. <laughs> yeah, but and he fucking meat hooks. I he comes to me one day, and or Christy and Travis were I don't know I guess we're at their house before everything went down, and uh, Christy's like, "Tell him what you said, Travis." I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Well, I was just thinking." He's like, "I'd really like to know what it's like to get hit by you." I was like, what? what? He's like, yeah, you got these big, huge hands. I just went, I was like, and I'm kind of looking, I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, you're, 
They were probably fucked up when they discussed. I was like, this. "You're a hundred pounds. I would probably kill you." So did you cold cock them? I well, no, at the time because I kind of liked him at that point because you know I didn't know about the drug, and I I have never seen him since everything went down and they went back to prison. I haven't seen him since. He's I, like, ah, uh, shit. I Maybe like, I yeah, don't <laughs> want to know how it feels. <laughs> but, yeah, but now, I, I told Christy, I was like, hey, remember that thing you asked me? I was like, I can I, you know, can is I help still, him? Is he still interested? Still interested? <laughs> I can help him out now. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to help Travis. <laughs> help him in his recovery. Sorry, I didn't know if you guys heard that. Just brought him up. I should have brought that up with Christy to see if she remembered that. Yeah, no, that, I, but. I remember that. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Going back to Steve, I, you know. Hopefully, maybe this maybe this helps him feel good, or maybe it's going to make him feel guilty. I, I hope not, but you know, a large part of this whole podcast, like we've talked about multiple times, stemmed from Steve and his uh-huh. his addiction that, like I said, seemingly came out of nowhere. And more, I can't more for anything threw you for a loop than most yeah, others. I'm sure it was more me than anybody because I was closer to Steve than really anybody in my life for, for, Jeremy. for a long time. Steve needs uh, uh, he needs somebody to talk to too. Whether yeah, it be yeah, counseling professionally or at least he just, just his friends. Everybody does. The good, um, the good like, thing is... I'm sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. Like I was saying, like growing up, like me me and Steve have issues, you know, whether we want to admit or not, I'll admit it. I mean, I don't know what those issues are. I really don't know how we cope with them, but be- talking between helps. Between each other or just... From my dad. Okay, in general. So not yeah. between you two of you. No, no, no. Um, have you guys ever talked about that shit? Like the effect it had on... Both of you, like you guys, don't really strike me, me as the type of brothers. Me, that yeah, me, no. like yeah, no, open no, no, no. up with that shit. But maybe you fucking should, man. That was a huge fucking part of both of your lives growing up. That, but I mean, both of yet us, you have never talked to him about it. Both of us are hard to open up. So if you stick I, two people together who don't like talking about their shit, you get a lot of silence. It's, it's, I, yeah, I'll well, tell you what, maybe this, you need a mediator. But that—that's like, what I'm saying about a close friend to help this conversation along. Yes, yeah. dude, that. That's a there's conversation this podcast that, that we needs. listen to. Mike, All right, well, yeah. no, seriously, like I feel like that's a conversation that needs to be had between you guys. Well, look, I, I, here's what I have found: this podcast, for whatever fucking reason, whether people out there are actually enjoying this or not, it has been so fucking helpful for our family. Yeah, just the open dialogue that we've been able to have. We've had so many conversations already that we never would have had otherwise, and. For as many I'm, times I'm, we've been kind of hit hard, it's also kind of yeah. it's it's almost a relief at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm like I'm like wow. I was like man, that's I'm glad we got to talk about that. Yeah, it's it's jarring at first, but it's like for whatever reason, it's just helping lift this weight. That's it's it's crazy. I mean, kind of like counseling in a way. And goddamn, yeah. we sound we sound so fucking sappy. I don't think this is what we <laughs> we meant for this show to turn into. But I'm I'm really excited that Steve has agreed to come on the show and tell his story. And I think that's going to be really helpful for him. I, you know, Steve's he, always he needs it. Steve's a really kind of quiet guy, so Closed I'm not off. I'm not so sure how how well it's going to play to the audience when he comes on the show. I have a feeling we have to drag a lot out of him. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you're yeah. going to have to. It's going to be a lot of you're questions. Gonna to. It's going to be a lot of us asking. You know, dragging the que- like you said. We're going to have to. Yeah, him. we're going to have to kind of drill a little bit. And if but, he's uh, open well, to giving this shit up, then we're going to have to. He he doesn't yeah. know how to come out with how he's feeling which i think had a lot to do with why he turned to drugs he needed very just some kind of and not able relief to like his, his mental health was not good and 
He needed to shut he, off his mind. Yeah, he's too stubborn to go get help. Too proud. Too proud to talk to anybody about it. So he, I, I, I feel like he just said, you know what? Maybe if I try this, it will make me feel a little better. You know? But, I, well, I, yeah, and part of that is being too proud, I think, is... Yeah, he he wouldn't open up for that reason. I mean, that's it's it's weird because I remember thinking when it first came down, I was thinking, why didn't he ever talk to anybody? But the problem is, he just never talked to anybody. Yeah, ever. And it's not that he wouldn't talk to anybody because he was the type of friend that would be there for you in a heartbeat. He was the if type you of guy had a problem. That, but yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't he was, put yeah. his problems on your shoulder. Yeah, like we talked about in the last episode, he was just the type of person that just never made his bad day another person's bad day, which is. You know, which is a trait to admire in a person, but when it comes to the point to where that hurts you as an individual, then... But how do you help somebody get beyond that? Like, especially when you're not... Because he's always been that guy, it's hard to know that he's going through an issue. Right. So how do you help somebody if you don't really know that there is an issue to begin with? You don't. You don't. Yeah. You can't. You, I mean, as as a person, when you got issues, man, you got to... You gotta talk to somebody. Like unless but you before they snowball. Yeah, unless you can like spot this shit. Like, man, I just see it's hard. I see a drastic change in my friend right now. I need to talk to this guy about what's going on. Hopefully, be able to dig it out of him. Like, yeah, but that, I feel that's, horrible. That's the that, rare occasion. That's one of those How things you, that I feel horrible about, and with Steve more than anybody. That is, and even I saw him, and he wasn't well, dude, one of my best friends. I saw him two or three times a year. And I still, the fact that we did, none of us just recognize this. Yeah, just but that's of, because that it, was by design, though. Like, yeah. uh, he didn't show that shit to anybody. Yeah. When he was around us, he acted like Steve. He acted like the guy he's well, always been. And so that's that's there, hard to pick up he, on, like, the subtleties there. When, yeah, when, when you're, you're talk, I'm sorry, go ahead. When, when you're a very stoic kind of person, it, it's not hard to portray that you know <laughs> yeah. and i'm sure when steve comes on the show everyone's going to start everyone's going to understand quickly what we mean you know <laughs> he's just he, he's this guy he's six four he's towered over all of us our entire lives i mean he was and he talks like this yeah he, he, like yeah he sounds sounds like death you know he's got this <laughs> he's got this deep scary voice um yeah put a know. cloak on him and it's uh, <laughs> which was it was nice growing up in the neighborhood because it's like when you walk around like when you walk around with a guy who was six foot tall by the time he was like 12 years old, like no one really fucks with you, you know? So <laughs> it was nice having that guy on your side. But. You say that, but how many times we get in fights anyway? Well, that's because of his little brother. Well, because <laughs> fucking Jeremy was a fucking asshole. My, my brother never got in fights. No, no he really no, he, Just he, with you. He, he yeah, ended that me. shit. That was the. <laughs> See, no, every. Everybody just saw him, and they're like, mm, no, I'm not going to fight him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Steve, not going to start shit with him. Steve got into a situation recently where Look, he... I was a dumbass. Yeah. I did it anyway. Uh, yeah, you were <laughs> you were a fucking asshole. Well, when we were kids, like, <laughs> real young, I used to beat him up. But then the fucker hit puberty and got really big. <laughs> and... Never again. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't count it when you were, like, five years old. That shit doesn't count as a real It fight. was, like, seven, eight. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, shit. Not too long ago, maybe uh, within the last seven, eight years or so, Steve got into an altercation with a guy who threw the first punch at Steve. Let's be clear about that yep. up front, yep. so Steve doesn't get in any trouble. Steve threw one punch and literally collapsed this guy's face. Broke, Broke his fucking face. Yep. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and and he didn't get charged with it because the guy never showed up to court. Yeah, because well, yeah, and this piece of shit 
kind of deserve, when you heard about this guy, where he came from, what he was up to. It's like, oh, he no, deserved shit. it. He definitely deserved that shit. He deserved it, and he threw the first punch. Yeah. yeah. Well, Steve, if you want to take that punch on Travis, just in my place. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Travis would die. Yes. <laughs> I remember Steve actually told me that story. He's like, yeah, I broke this dude's face. I'm like, wait, what do you mean you broke his face? What does that mean? Uh, yeah, I, I, think was, I think we were together when he came up and told us this. I don't know. And he was, he was, he, you could tell he felt bad about it. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, like, felt guilty, like, wait. But then he told us, and we were like, what, dude? And we started, like, laughing, and he cracked this little <laughs> smile. <laughs> yeah, he was so worried he was going to get in trouble about it. Yeah, But, yeah, I mean, I, I, shit, I can remember back when, you know, I, I don't <laughs> and know. I was like, yes, it's not me this time. <laughs> we haven't really <laughs> talked about this much on the show, but, you know, I, actually, Jeremy, you were a part of it for a, a short stint, you know, but I was in a band for. I don't know, I guess about 14 years on and off. Dying. Yeah, dying. Or was it We Came Out of the Forest and Pissed on a Cat? That was the original name. We (laughs) we Came Out of the Forest and Pissed on a Cat. Um, (laughs) No, actually, no, no, no. no. Today, that would be a perfect, like, emo band name. No, actually, um, the first name was Raunch. What? <laughs> yeah, it was just raunch, and then we went to we came out of the forest and pissed on a cat, raunch it, and then it went to fucking dine, and that's what stuck. That's a lot easier to say. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, we used to we had this tradition where after band practice, we all we a couple people would put on Box boxing, gloves. boxing gloves, and we would box each other after oh, fucking God. after band practice, <laughs> and nobody ever this wanted well, nobody sure. ever wanted to fight Steve, no, of course and then, not. And then this one guy in the neighborhood, this fucking kid that was a little off, a little off. This guy named Walt. He was like, "I'll fucking, I'll fight Steve." The, the kid my dad beat up. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Me too. Uh, that's great. Well, hold on. Well, let's let's yeah. yeah, yeah. We, maybe we can tell that story in a couple minutes. But <laughs> anyway, Steve put on the gloves, and like I said, no one ever wanted to fight Steve, and for good fucking reason. Well, the fight lasted Y'all? maybe all of thirty seconds, and Steve fucking broke Walt's nose <laughs> with, <laughs> with like the biggest boxing gloves you can even put on, and just fucking demolished this kid's face. We're just like, uh, Steve, you're not. Yeah, allowed to, you're not nobody's allowed to fight ever going to put the gloves on against you again. Yeah, just stop. You Ov some bitch. <laughs> but, but yeah, the the story about my dad beating him up. Um, I was about eleven or twelve at the time, and this this kid was probably about fifteen. He was a lot bigger than I was, and he was he was trying to fight me. So my my old friend Jason uh, went and called my dad, <laughs> and my dad was drunk, of course, every fucking <laughs> night. Kate he drove up there, um, pulled up to this kid. And he tried opening up the driver door to get out. And the kid kind of, like, blocked the door. So my dad just kicked it open, threw him on the ground, and just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> 15-year-old kid. God. That, my dad was probably 37, 38 at the time. Just it was a grown man. This, so yeah, this, guy has, grown man. this guy has been, he's had bodily damage afflicted upon him by two Steves. By Steve Sr. <laughs> and Steve Jr. <laughs> and I beat him up. Oh shit! Later <laughs> on in life, when it, when I was like sixteen or seventeen, so the, the, so this all kid up. <laughs> so good old Walt. He just had got his ass whooped a lot, a lot. Yep, got why beat up that, by. Why do I feel like that there was a lot of fathers attempting to beat up younger? Guys? I I'm not going to mention names until he comes on the show, but I got in a fight with two parents, two fathers. Well, I know one for sure. They live right behind us. Yeah. Did you and, give him a piece of that? Oh, and next door. So behind us and next door. 
I don't know. I didn't get in a fight with oh, his okay. father. No, I got I in a fight with another member of Dine's father. Really? Well, he tried. I just backed up and he fell on his face. But <laughs> Did you what? get a little piece of that rock? No. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm confused on that second one. Uh, well, we'll, yeah, we'll like, talk about yeah. it when he comes on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, but no, okay, the, one, so the one behind Obviously, us, we yeah. know who you're talking about because Will is not coming on the show. No, right. That's, that's, uh, you what know, I, that's what I thought you were talking about. That's, that's, no, no. Oh, um, oh, that, yeah. That's something we're talking You know, we never actually talked about Will, Will on the show yet. And it's crazy that we haven't because Will was such a big part of all of our lives. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was. We, we briefly mentioned that I was in a, a band and Will was the lead singer of our band. And it wasn't just that he was the lead singer. He was one of our best friends from the time that Growing we were in middle school. We met him. Probably about the last addition I, to our yeah, close circle. He was. He, he was the last. He was later. like, he completed our circle. So I think is, we started I'm, out calling him have, Iron Will. I'm going to have to send you guys some pictures. I was going, I went through a thumb drive that I have not looked at in, I, since I, since I broke down my old computer. So I mean, we're talking at least seven years minimum. And I was going through there, and there was a picture of uh, you and Laney, and you and Jeremy was there, and all of us just partying on my back porch, and Will was there. And and one picture. Oh, where he's posing like a thug? Well, we were all kind of like standing there looking like jackass thugs. I mean, you know, we're all. Yeah. But yeah, and then it was just funny. One picture, you were picking Laney up. But I was like crazy, because I mean. I was not, it, it didn't hit me as bad as it, no, it hit you guys. You guys were a lot closer to Will when he passed. Um, but w- watching that, I'm not even going to lie. I mean, I, I got a little choked up just looking at that picture. I was like, damn. I was like, man. I, yeah. I was like, this is the guy that used to argue politics and religion with me until 4 o'clock it in the damn so morning. It was so annoying. Oh, but it was fun. I mean, we'd get yeah, drunk Will and argue until 4. You, yeah. <laughs> Will, I, I still don't know if you actually said yeah, we, well, Sean just did. So oh, one sorry. of our best friends, Will, actually passed away. And, and it's very pertinent, actually, to the topic of our podcast. Yes. Um, because one of our best friends passed away. And, and the way it happened is still, still somewhat mysterious. of a bit of a mystery. He, you know, he had Crohn's disease and wasn't supposed to drink alcohol to begin with. And had just had just year. gotten married literally two weeks before he died had just gotten married yeah. i don't even think it was two weeks yet. it was like no. 12 days no, no it, it was, was two, weeks. two weeks to the day oh, okay it yep. was 14 okay. days after he got married that he passed away in his sleep he came home drunk drunk as shit his wife was like you know you're really you're kind of scaring me you're a little drunk you you need to just go to bed calm. yeah go to bed and like just sober up and he went to bed and never woke up. And turns out that I, I guess he was also <laughs> on some sort of prescription. It wasn't. He you know, wasn't taking. From what I understand, he wasn't taking drugs that weren't prescribed to him. But it was a. It was just a bad mixture of. It was a bad concoction. Yeah, his his prescription just and going out and drinking, drinking when he shouldn't have. And like I said, he shouldn't have been drinking to begin with because of his, his Crohn's. Crohn's disease. He had very serious Crohn's. Was almost died from it. A couple of years before, um, but yeah, he he just died in his sleep, and you know that was something that affected us all majorly because it was just so out of nowhere. That was brutal. Still uh, exactly yeah, was. where I was when you know I found out. Like, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Like, I was I was at work. I can remember. And, same here. Was at work too. And and Steve actually, Steve still worked with me at the time, and I, I can remember calling him and him uh, having such a meltdown 
that after he hung up the phone, Steve, when you go back to Steve's brute strength, Steve beat the shit out of his steering wheel, the work truck steering wheel, so much that he actually bent the fucking steering wheel. Never seen a steering wheel bent. Hmm. We actually still have that truck in our fleet, and the steering wheel is still fucking bent. <laughs> Jesus. Good uh, Lord. But, yeah, it's... um Good old Ophi. Yeah, so that that was something that... Ophi won Kenobi. Hit, hit us all hard. It fucked us all uh, up. Yeah, that was, that was, that was brutal. I, I Good old Iron Will. Do you yeah. remember that? I do. That, because, do you know, not, us yeah. all as kids, we were all very much into sports. We were... We played a different sport every single day, no matter if it was, you know, wall ball or step ball, baseball, football, basketball, whatever it was. We were always, always. playing some kind of sport and will move to the neighborhood. And he was the most non-athletic, unathletic person you've ever met in your life. He I wouldn't was, say that. Not, he, he sucked well, at sports, but he was fast. Well, yeah, he was. He, and was, he was very fast too. He yeah. was strong. And that's for, why we started for a little him, guy. He was strong. Well, as that's shit. why we started calling him Iron Will because we were playing football and he was just relentless. He would just fucking hit people well it was, it was people. the reason we called him iron will is we were all playing with the neighborhood kids in our our side yard growing up which and, is quite large yeah well yeah. which is not a yard anymore now no, it's, it's a house, house. there yeah uh, but anyway we were all playing football and will kept walking by like six times kept just like staring yeah, like, all right obviously this kid wants to join <laughs> in he was staring longingly like i really <laughs> want to play with you guys but please so, say something so, yeah so eventually we were like dude just fucking come play come on dude and we invited him to come play and he just like walloped the shit out of everybody and i remember specifically it was rich you know, Rich and Tony, like I said, we won't oh, mention okay. last name. Okay. But, oh. <laughs> Rich and Tony. And he fucking hit Rich. He, like, dove full force and hit Rich and just fucking walloped him. And we were all like, what's your name, Will? You know, Fuck, man, we're going to call you Iron Will from now on. <laughs> You're on my team. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, I missed besides this. Besides that, he was awful. Like, I'm pretty sure he played in our baseball team. He after did. That, he he was, did for one or two years. He was terrible. And he, he was bad. Oh, I, I got a funny Basketball, story about, about Little worse. League. I, I <laughs> And he lived know, right next to the death courts. Yeah. Will, Will always wanted to – he he was so pissed that he could never hit my curveball. <laughs> well, that was a lot of people. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, look, right, I, dude, I don't want to brag, but my curveball was fucking fantastic. It was. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was nasty. <laughs> but uh, Stutter and Steve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about <laughs> he, he started laughing. He's like, yeah, you're out. Steve, That's it. you're out. <laughs> but anyways, um, Will, this one game, I was pitching against him. I just I felt so bad. The first couple times, I walked him like three times because I just I felt bad. Or no, no. I tried walking him, and he just was swinging at everything. Pitches over his head <laughs> and everything. just wanted to fucking <laughs> he, hit you. He wanted to be able to say he got a hit off of me. And then the last at bat. Did he ever I, play any position other than right field? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't remember. DH. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he his his last at bat, he struck out again. And I think he was like 0 for 4 against me with four strikeouts. And his last strikeout, he threw his bat down. He's like, fuck! And it wasn't Steve. It, oh, shit. I shouldn't say his last name. Uh, it, stutter, it, it, stutter it wasn't Stutter and Steve. But uh, what, whoever it was, the umpire was like, watch your mouth or I'm going to kick you out. And he turned around and looked at the umpire and said, Fuck you! <laughs> and, and I, I can completely see Will doing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You, what, no, you were there. You were coaching my team. Oh, the, oh yeah, because yeah, it wasn't the twelve-year-old. No, yeah, it was that DA painting. This, this was at Conrad. Yes. This was yes, yes. And and he turned around. And he said, "Fuck you!" To the umpires, you're out of here. You think I give a fuck? We're losing sixteen to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> 
Oh, uh, will. That 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 was Will. Uh, we okay. we regressed quite a bit in this yeah. conversation. Yeah, we did. Man, how did we get Look, here? You gotta understand. We're on here with you know at least my best friend of twenty however Six many years, almost years. thirty years. Yeah. So naturally, these stories were going to come up. So we apologize if uh, we got way off topic, topic here. Yeah. But anyway, he, it's know. a rabbit hole. Remember it that is. one time it at really band is. camp? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, we All went right, to band so camp? <laughs> somehow we actually made it a whole, almost a whole other hour. So oh, uh, shit. good. It's a whole other episode. Good to go. Yeah. Bam. We might want to listen to it first to make sure. There's probably things we got to edit out. There's definitely mm. some stuff I've got to edit no out. Doubt. Yeah. Jeremy fucked up a couple times. Yep, something slipped. Oh, you suck. <laughs> um, all right, so... Well, we started this episode talking about mental health and how it plays a role with addiction and, and all the other places it can lead you. Listen to Jeremy. Up. He sounds like a podcast professional. All right. Well, and, I've been know, listening. Start, I've been taking s- notes. And we started talking about Will, too. We could have... You know, that... Stays right Whole on another. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, talking about mental health. Episode. Seriously, and you know, d- no disrespect, because be, you know, as you guys know, that was one of our closest friends. We had a very tight circle of friends, and there is a plethora of mental illness within Will's family, and it's it's brutal. Like it, you know, it, it hurt. It was it was rough seeing that shit growing up. Uh, his brother, watching, which we all know. Yeah, watching him deal with it. I remember that. Yeah, that was. It was nuts, man. Just like seeing, and you know, like when we were younger, and we hung around Will's house, and his brother would like speak the crazy shit he would speak, and it was kind of a joke to us. Like, man, your brother's nuts, blah blah. But when we were, you really think about it, when we got a little bit older, it's like, it's holy shit, really your nuts. brother is seriously like issues. Yeah, like, and your family lives in this same household, and yeah, maybe his brother was schizophrenic, and yeah. was was actually a pure genius i mean had an iq of something absurd like a 170 right it was and, nuts and what happened he just he i think it was a uh, ecstasy he took one time and just not just one time i thought i don't, that I was, don't remember it was what numerous yeah, times. So, something set him off it was and, ecstasy yeah and and i mean obviously yeah. you know typically when people are schizophrenic it's it just takes something to actually trigger it trigger it mm. bring it to a head and and that's what happened with him and it was a sad thing because he was one of those guys that could. He was like a child prodigy. Taught Musician. himself, yeah. Taught himself how to play a guitar in like thirty minutes, and was one of the best guitar players you'd ever hear. Taught himself to play the flute. Taught himself to sing, and you know could be re, could build a computer basically from scratch. I mean, it was just one of those types of people. But you know, once that mental illness takes a hold, you know, shit goes it's, downhill. It's kind of sad because you know that family had. I mean. We all lived in the same neighborhood. I, I'm not gonna let's you know. I'm not gonna beat around the bush and say it was nothing less than and we lived in shit. I mean, it was just it, it's just where we grew up, and that family had more than a single opportunity to pull itself out. And drugs, mental issues, uh, addiction, it has absolutely wiped that opportunity out. Yeah, and and that and that can be said for a lot. But I mean, it's just it's sad because given not only just the the financial aspect of it just the the mental aspect it's just it's hard to even comprehend just the effects that can have on the the remaining members of that family i can't even and that was not the only issue in the house no, there were no many and obviously with will and his crones and 
And not just Will. His, yeah. his mom had Crohn's too. Yep. Yep. You and know his dad. 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 dad want to go raging alcoholic. Dad was. I mean, I don't. Honestly, I don't know that there was a minute of the day that his dad wasn't drunk, but was. I don't one of those, remember him seeing a time that he was sober. Never. No. no but years. he was. He was one of those functioning alcoholics. Went to work every day. Supported his family and every day. That was one dude. I always say like, he was. A, like a good fucking dude. Like Will's he was dad, a, he was always. a good dude. And every that's time another, you're around him, the dude was always like happy and like and, and he fun. Was one just of the, fun exactly, to be around. Yeah, he's but one was, of those neighborhood dads. Like, uh, but what's funny? He's my fucking boys. You, you, know? you talk about uh, we talk about Steve. How it was somebody you didn't want to fuck with? Will's dad was a scary motherfucker. Yeah, he was. Yeah. That dude fucking was, right. and he had legitimately, guns. Legitimately, <laughs> so yeah, but his guns weren't what made him scary. You're right. It wasn't the fact that he didn't because he a never fuck. brought his guns the, out. The fact that he didn't care if he lived or died and would just demolish you in a heartbeat without even thinking about it, dude. He when was, it came to us, us, you know, Will's the closest group of friends, friends yeah. like we were in his umbrella under his umbrella, like. Yeah. Man, God help you if you fucking cross one of us in front of that guy because he's, yeah. you know, that's just how he is. But All right, well, we're at another hour. I don't know how the hell we just pulled another hour out of this, but uh, hmm. hopefully it translates to you guys. And We apologize. We know that there was a lot of we, inside stories on this one. Oh, yeah, that's what happens. This, this yeah. was bound to happen with Jeremy. Like we said, Jeremy's been our friend for almost 30 years. Uh, but, guys, please... Put on the socials if you want to hear more. You know, if we didn't touch enough on a particular story, or if we touched, if we beat one to a to death, and you're like, guys, please don't ever do that again. Just let us know, please. Yeah, and if you're well, tired of hearing the word Harkins, let us know. <laughs> Harkins. <laughs> well, we'll explain afterwards. God. <laughs> well, yeah. My my message was, you know, I wanted to touch on the mental health. If if you're out there and you're the occasional drinker. Just make sure your mind's right before you go out and you want to have a few drinks to have a good time. I mean, you can not just as you a don't drinker. have to drink to have a good time. Yeah. But I mean, if you're going out, you're planning on having a few drinks. Just just make sure, you know, try to try to get your mind right. Try to be in a good place. You know, you're, you're not always going to be in a good place. So, I mean, maybe if you're going through some shit, don't drink. That's probably the better message. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Uh, we appreciate you coming and listening to us talk a lot because I feel like we talked over you most of this I've shit. I've been listening to you guys shit for 30 years. <laughs> it is very hard to get a word in. True. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> we and, and I really, I'm, I'm watching you guys. You guys are really biting your tongues because you're trying not to talk over each other. <laughs> We're trying. <And> this, <laughs> this, is, this is like... I've never seen this. <laughs> That's because when we hang out, it's all just like, oh, get it the fuck in. Like, yeah. just say whatever the fuck you want to say. Yeah, I, I, I guess we, that's we what... learned by episode two, we can't fucking do that shit. <laughs> we're not, yes, we're trying to keep it organic and real, and we are just hanging the fuck out as brothers and friends and shit. Well, I guess that's but what happens. But it doesn't come across to the listeners like, oh my god. They won't shut the fuck up. We don't. We don't know what's going on. We, so, we yeah. had we had people message us after we harkened that shit back in episode two and like really dialed it in and made sure we weren't like talking over. All each right, other. seriously, I don't think we should ever mention that word again. All right, well you said it, so it was just fresh it, on the brain. That joke jumped the shark. <laughs> Long time ago. We need to nestle that one back. All right, guys. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're nestled the next one to go. Yeah. All right, look, we're we're over an hour. Uh, Jeremy, thank you. See you, um, bye. Yeah, we, we appreciate you, you coming on. Yeah, we love, love you. Love you, guys. 
And uh, thanks for your honesty and being willing to talk about your shit. And see you soon. Yeah. See you guys. Thank you.